Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. The Cardinals will not be playing in the World Series this year, but they have certainly been there a lot in the history of the organization. There is now a book that is really uh, the definitive history of uh, the World Series where a lot of great kind of side stories, un- stories that have not, um, not, 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 you think of a World Series and you think about what happens on the field. Sometimes there's some other things going on as well that uh, just create for some great stories. And uh, Tyler Kepner, who is a uh, national baseball writer for uh, the New York Times, has his new book out. It is, um, it's available, The Grandest Stage, A History of the World Series. Tyler was just here in St. Louis uh, covering the Wild Card Series as we welcome onto the program. Tyler, before we get into the book, I guess just very quickly, you covered that series between the Cardinals and the Phillies. What was kind of your your takeaway from a Cardinals perspective of how they end up getting swept in that two game series or three game series. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, it was, it was a great, you know, it's always a great time down there in, in St. Louis at, at playoff time, but you knew that, um, you know, there was a chance that uh, we could see the end of, of Pujols and, and Yachty. I, mean, I had my pick of, of first round matchups and that's what I wanted to see. Um, I think it was great that they went out with, with hits, um, you know, sort of turn it over to their their teammates to try to try to finish, you know, try to get them back in. It just didn't happen. I mean, the Phillies' starting pitching was was better. They couldn't touch it, um, and the, their defense let them down a little bit. I, I think it everything sort of shifted on on uh, you know when Helsley's couldn't couldn't throw a strike, you know, with his with his finger issue, and they let him kind of stay in there a little too long um, in that first game. So, I mean, it was a great season for the Cardinals. I feel like it's a little uncomfortable in the sense that like, you know, we had this great wild card weekend and there's a division winner that didn't even get to play in a division series. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that's fair, but then again, you could say, well, you know, they knew it going in, they knew they had to have one of the top two records to avoid that, that round, but it's, it's tough. If we're going to say that the division title means something, um, I think you got to get them out of that, 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 wild card round you got to reward them a little more than just home games which are fun for the fans but don't really affect um you know who wins or loses the owners wanted one more playoff team in and then only the top team would have gotten that first round by so obviously not everybody's completely happy with this playoff format we just went through a long deep negotiation between players and owners but do you feel like even maybe before the next cba we could potentially see the two sides come back together and tweak the playoff format again I wouldn't count on it. Um, I mean, I, 
I guess if there's a problem that everybody sort of agrees on, um, you can maybe reopen it, but they tend to only reopen that stuff for like, you know, drug agreements and stuff, uh, you know, tighter drug testing, which comes with a lot of public pressure. So I don't know. I mean, these sides don't, don't get along on very much anyway. Um, so to, to, to reopen, I guess if there's more money to be made and they can make the convincing argument all around. But look, if they re- if they open the playoffs again uh, even more, they're not going to reduce the number of games because that would reduce the, the money they get rights wise. So they would o- it, it could only expand, not contract. And if you expanded this year, you'd have had every team with a winning record making the playoffs because the only two that didn't were the first teams out, and that was Milwaukee and Baltimore. And I don't I don't really want a league where every winning team gets the playoffs. I think that's a little that's a lot too uh, generous for me. Tyler Kepner continues to join us. Let's get into your book, which is fantastic. The Grandest Stage, A History of the World Series. As I've gone through it, I have a PDF copy, and I did a a control uh, S, I guess, and put in Cardinals, and I went through all the stuff that you wrote about the Cardinals, and obviously there's there's a lot of Cardinal stuff with uh, as much as they uh, have been in the World Series. What What was maybe your favorite kind of side story involving the Cardinals that you got into the book? Well, uh, you know, my first World Series that I watched as a fan was 1982 when I was seven. Um, not from outside Philadelphia, so I was not rooting for the Cardinals. I, I, they had Lonnie Smith, who they who had been a Philly, and I did not like that. Um, but I remember Game Six and thinking, like, well, this is the night Milwaukee's going to do it. I mean, they've got they've got Don Sutton, you know, great pitcher, Hall of Famer, um, going up against some kid named John Stuper, you know, a rookie. Um, with a very low profile and John Super went out and pitched a complete game in the rain and they knocked Don Sutton out of the game, 13 to 13 to one. Um, it was, and John Stuper just sort of willed himself to pitch that entire game through two and a half hours of rain delay and a big temperature drop. Um, we wouldn't see that now, you know, pitcher, you know, managers and coaches are much more careful with young pitchers. But in talking to John Stuper, who was the baseball coach at Yale for many years, um, he has no regrets at all. And he's told that to Whitey Herzog, like, don't let anybody tell you, Whitey, that you ruined my career or anything like that, because I would do that over again um, to get us this ring. And, you know, that 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 was that was pretty cool to hear him say. And it was cool to hear him say how Don Sutton reacted to it, because after game seven, Don Sutton you know, went over to the winning clubhouse and shook his hand and said, you know what, John, this wouldn't happen without you. So that's the kind of stuff I really like, you know, getting into the stories of maybe some guys who, who uh, are only remembered for, for one or two games that they did, um, you know, that they had in the World Series. But uh, I'm going to remember them and, and happy to share their stories. They say time heals all wounds, and you're uh, part about uh, the Deckinger situation. I thought it was interesting because Whitey Herzog was incredibly bitter uh, before he got into the Hall of Fame, was blaming Deckinger for maybe keeping him out. And when all is said and done, they're having a fun moment where they're presenting him with a, a watch that done, is done in Braille or whatever. Like it's a, it, For me, that was maybe the most fun part about that part of it, just watching kind of the the evolution of how people felt at one moment. And look, I'm, I realize that there's a lot of people People listening right now who still have not forgiven Don Deckinger, but in your book, kind of seeing how that relationship came around, I thought was cool. Yeah, thanks. I mean, you know, I, I think Herzog, um, you know, I, I, it was obviously they they all felt like something was taken from them. Um, but when you when you hit you know under two hundred as a team, um, you know when you when you go out and get bombed in Game Seven, eleven to nothing, uh, really completely come unglued in that inning after the uh after the blown call um you know with a with a pop up that that lands on the top dugout step 
um, that that Jack Clark, uh, you know, couldn't couldn't met, couldn't handle uh, a cross up between Worrell and 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 Porter, you know, on a wild pitch, uh, you know, the 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 base hit by Balboni, and then of course the winning hit by Orge. I mean, there were lots of ways you know, Todd Worrell couldn't get a strikeout that inning. So, you know, I mean, it was it was crazy that it all started with a blown call, and and it clearly was a, a blown call. Um, but the Cardinals really, uh, you know, they didn't do themselves any favors with what happened next. The David Freeze game, which is obviously one of the greatest games and individual performances we've seen in World Series, you got a lot on that. And uh, the 3-1 pitch that maybe was not a strike and it being called for a strike, so Freeze stays in the box and gets the gets the next opportunity. Where, As you think about all these great moments and great games, where does that Freeze game rank for you? Really high because, you know, when you talk about a, a, a team that's down to its last strike um, in game six and comes back to win, that's amazing. And then when you talk about that same team that did it twice in one game, um, that just elevated that game to really the, the on the short list of best games I've ever seen. I mean, the, the Rangers, I think, had five separate leads that the Cardinals came back from. Um, you know, there, there was controversy in terms of like where Nelson Cruz was, was positioned. And I talked to Ron Washington, um, you know, for the book, and he still, uh, regrets that he didn't move the outfielders back or move Cruz back a little bit. He says he just, you know, it was the one time that he didn't say that he, he forgot to check on it. He said, and, and, and that was when, what burned him. Um, it was a tough play for Cruz. I think people kind of unfairly sort of, you know, hang that on on him. I think it was more the the coaches and the positioning that they they didn't put him in the proper position. They could have they could have put Andy Chavez out there for defense if they wanted. Although Wash never did that. So um, talking to specifically, obviously I've talked to you know Freeze over the years, but talking to Lance Berkman really was a joy because he's just such a wonderful guy and he came up there with two outs and two strikes against Scott Feldman in between and got a base hit um, to tie the game. So. Uh, that was just, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to beat that game for, for pure drama. Just a couple more minutes with uh, Tyler Kepner. Another thing I really like about the book, it it reads, you can you can read it from start to finish, and it's a, it's a very easy read to do that way, but it can almost also be used almost like a reference book where you can go to the back and uh, you know, every player that's mentioned, you've got them listed in the pages that they're listed on. So it, it's almost, it feels like something that, as people are talking about baseball stories, they need to have this book next to them so they can go, you know, go reference uh, whatever maybe they remember and get the full story. Yeah, you know, it, it's. Uh, I, I love. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to write a book without an index. I mean, I, I think it's 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 cool to be able to just cross reference stuff. And then at the end, I, I I had some fun with it doing um, a bunch of lists and like it was kind of weird to me that there was never any World Series MVPs before 1955. And uh, like, all right, well, I'm going to name them. You know, I'm just gonna I'm going to decide right now. It's my book, so I'm going to do it. And and you know, so I got those first 50 or so World Series. Uh, I I gave them and they don't get any for it, and they're all dead anyway, I guess. But um, you know, I like they they're all recognized. Is uh, you know with MVPs for the you know before the MVP was given out, so I had some fun with it. You know, picking all-time World Series teams and and greatest World Series of all time, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, because you go back in the in the history books, and, and there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff to find if you if you look for it. Feels like this is more than just a book. It's almost a, a labor of love in many ways, with as much work went into it. How long did this project take you? Uh, it was three years. Uh, <laughs> three years from the start of of when I got the. Uh, the deal to do it, but I really feel like it's been, it's been something I've been, um, you know, looking, looking forward to my whole life since going to the first world series game I went to back in 1983. 
um, in Philadelphia. So it's uh, it's something I've always been kind of naturally interested in, and, and to be able to uh, you know kind of share my curiosity and, and, and viewpoint on all this stuff with uh, with readers is is it's really fun because I you know I mean we all look at things differently, we all have our own perspectives, and um, you know I feel like uh, hopefully mine is is something that can connect with the readers because I feel like the 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 one thing I can do okay is 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 tell stories and and uh, what a great setting to uh, to tell stories in from the World Series right the, absolutely the name of the book the grandest stage a history of the World Series Tyler Kepner New York Times national baseball writer the author Tyler fantastic work on this it's amazing thank you for uh, spending some time and uh, sharing your thoughts on it no well thank you very much for having me on I appreciate it I'm glad you liked it very good there's Tyler Kepner uh, joining us here on the program great you. It's it's fantastic. It, it's one of those books that you can, uh, as you're watching the World Series, you should just put on your coffee table in your TV room, living room, wherever it might be, and uh, have it ready to go. So when you and family members or friends are reminiscing about a moment in the World Series, you can just grab that book and have the story right there ready to go. Great job uh, by Tyler Kepner, and we appreciate him taking some time with us. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. When something an athlete does at a game results in criminal charges, We'll discuss it in just a moment at Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.